Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. This is episode 61, from compare and despair to compare and care. Hello, wonderfully smart human. Today, let's dive into something that instantly kills off any contentment or joy or confidence we feel about ourselves, our bodies, our life, our work. Compare and despair. You feel great about your job and career. You love it until your colleague gets promoted to a role you thought you would be getting. You feel pretty darn sexy in your new bathing suit until you see a 25-year-old model. Or you love your house so much until your sister or cousin or old schoolmate or whoever gets one that you think is way better or bigger or better situated, all the things. And all of a sudden you shrink. Nothing feels good enough anymore. This, my smart friends, is compare and despair in action. Now, all humans do this right up to a point. Our brains are constantly comparing, seeking patterns, checking whether we fit in, live up to our tribe's standards, etc., etc. Because it works on the assumption that if we do not, we will die, right? If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know this. So the scanning of you know, how we're different from what's happening all around us, just weighing up, that is going to happen. Your brain's going to do that. And it doesn't need to be a problem. It's just data. It's when we use the data as a stick to beat ourselves with that we start shrinking and shrinking ourselves, our lives, achievements more and more. And of course, it doesn't help, let's be honest, to be neurodivergent because when you compare yourself to the average person, you are very different. And according to some, you know, popular opinion, you may feel like you're faulty, broken, or just plain weird and not well adapted. Basically, (laughs) what happens is your brain deciding, oh, obviously, there's an alternative universe in which you are not the person you actually are with your amazing brain, but someone with the perfect normal, quote-unquote, brain, the perfect body, the perfect house, the perfect skills, the perfect job, all the things. And that's something must be very wrong because you are currently not in this alternate perfect universe being your perfect self with your perfect friends and all the perfect things. It's, when you think about this way, it's very funny, but it's also not funny because so many people are constantly hurting themselves with compare and despair. Okay, so let's dig into it a little deeper. There are kind of three flavors, three variations with the compare and despair game. You compare and you feel either angry or frustrated. This often occurs when you're like, this is not fair. This is ridiculous, right? Comparing the way things are with your ideal picture of how they should be. Maybe you're envious or jealous, right? Someone else gets something that you had wanted for you. Also, compare and despair, but usually tapping into a little sadness that maybe you didn't ask or you sabotage yourself from doing the work, right? Usually envy or jealous taps into that deeper sadness of, of you not showing up for you. And then there is disappointment or defeat or feeling incompetent. 
um, which is where you use compare and despair to basically take away all your achievements, um, you know, the way you feel good about yourself. You kind of kill that off in one fell swoop. That's kind of the three flavors you can get <laughs> when you play this game. And this is all because your brain, again, is holding up this perfect version of you in this perfect bubble of a universe out there and shows you all the ways in which you're not living up to it or not having it or whatever it is. And sort of turning this around, if you often experience some of these feelings, feeling angry or frustrated or jealous or disappointed or defeated or incompetent, I seriously want to invite you to see if maybe some form of compare and despair is at play. Basically, this is you arguing with reality. And as Byron Katie always says, (laughs) reality always wins. Now, don't get me wrong. I love arguing with reality at, at a conceptual level, right? There's so much wrong with the world that I think we need to fix. Of course, I'm never going to let someone take that away from me. But I don't want to keep arguing with reality in a way that actually hurts me, if that makes sense, right? That makes me wrong for who I am. Or that makes me so mad or so sad that I can't take constructive action anymore. So let's look at a kind of model of what's happening here. We have W, right? The way things are, (laughs) the way the world is, the way we are. And we have our thoughts that this should not be happening. This should not be the case. Whether it's about our wealth, our body, our worth, you name it, right? And we take ourselves to a very unpleasant place where we feel frustrated, angry, disappointed, sad, jealous about this because we think this should be different or I should be different. Interestingly, interestingly, this shows up a lot with people who build their first business. Their biggest battle isn't usually with building the actual business, which admittedly is hard but very doable. It is the constant compare and despair with where they should be in their journey, right? Whether it's with themselves, with their peers, with what Instagram projects, (laughs) all the things. And maybe for you, it shows up in wishing that you were more, quote unquote, normal, right? If only I were more normal, normal X, Y, Z would be so much easier. If only I had a normal brain, I could actually, I don't know, like an organized studio and so on and so forth. Again, you get a straight ticket into compare and despair hell. So how do you get out of it? Okay, here's how. First, feel into that feeling you're noticing when you have that argument with reality. What is it? Which flavor is it? Is it envy, sadness, frustration? And then vent if you need to. Sometimes it's really good to let off some steam, get out of your system, and then attend to it. So vent and attend. What in you is triggered? by this comparison that wants to be felt, to be expressed, to be voiced. And do that, right? And then after you've done that, simply ask, what do I what do I need? How can I resource myself around this? For example, if I'm angry or upset by someone who looks absolutely stunning 
in like a one piece. What was that called? A jumpsuit. That's it. Which, by the way, I always wonder, like, how the hell does the peeing work? But let's not go there. <laughs> let's say I see someone looking stunning in a jumpsuit. And I beat myself up, like, because I, it's not, I could wear jumpsuits, but I have thoughts about how I look in a jumpsuit. Also, how I would pee, but we weren't going to go there. <laughs> so then I can feel into the sadness, frustration or whatever. And then ask, like, what's going on here? What do I need? What? wants to be felt expressed, right? And usually it is me still wanting, thinking I can be safe and loved and worthy if I had a perfect model's body, right? So that's good to know. And then I can resource myself in the sense that I can remind myself, maybe even, you know, doing some um, memory work, some somatic work saying, hey, I am so worthy. I love my body. I truly do. It's amazing, right? So basically, feel into it, vent, attend, and then what do I need to resource myself around this? Here's another example. I recently joined a mastermind where I'm in a group with business owners making you know, more than a million dollars. Now, I am not even close to making that much money. So my brain compared and despaired. It had a nice little freak out telling me, obviously, there'd been a mistake. I did not belong here. I didn't have a clue what the hell I was doing, etc, etc. Whereas I am actually in this mastermind to learn, right, to be lifted up by these amazing people. Now, I could have bought into that narrative and started doubting myself and second guessing my achievements, my skills, my knowledge, right? And shying away from showing up to calls or raising my hand, right? Asking questions. But instead, I just felt into it. And that's when I realized that it, all it was was fear of being shamed. My brain was trying to protect me from being ousted or ridiculed by preventing me from even wanting to take part in the group. Okay, good to know, right? Now I can simply attend to myself and ask, what do I need? What does the real me need in this situation? Not the perfectionist fantasy me. And maybe it's as simple as telling myself like, hey, you're just scared, right? You've had some bad experiences in groups in the past when you were a kid. It's okay. You're safe. You're an adult now right? And really feel into that safety and embodying it. And then again, sort of revisiting the situation. Maybe it also involves some somatic work or playing with my subconscious or maybe even a perspective shift, right? Viewing all this drama through the lens of three years from now and making it very small and insignificant and not charged in any way, almost being, oh, that's so funny that I freak out, freaked out about that, right? Now, by this stage, the whole comparison, after I've done this work, has become completely meaningless, right? Because where other people are at, or whether they were jumpsuits or not, has nothing, literally nothing to do with me. It's none of my business. So good to know. So whenever you catch yourself going to compare and despair, this is what I want you to do. First, feel into it. What emotions are you noticing? Which ones are more most prevalent? Then do a little venting, expressing 
the energy, whatever else feels appropriate, and then ask, what do I need to be better resourced around this? And then create those resources. Now, if you're wondering how to catch yourself when you start to compare, because maybe you don't even realize, here are two very big hints. The first one is using the word should. I have an entire podcast about this called the one word you should eliminate from your vocabulary. And the other one is using the phrase, if only dot, dot, dot. Here are some examples for you. If only I didn't have ADHD, compare and despair. I should be better organized, compare and despair. If only I worked out more, compare and despair. I should be making more money, compare and despair. You get the picture, right? These two take you straight into the land of compare and despair, which is not a problem because now you know how to get out again. So move from compare and despair to compare and care, right? The feelings you get when disagreeing with reality are just data. Use those data to resource yourself rather than beat yourself up. And the world will 100% be a better place. Have a fun-filled week. Bye-bye. smart human, probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours. And the first step is actually getting your bearings, doing a little brain audit. And I have the perfect tool for that, the Mapping Your Unique Brain Workbook. And you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.